it's your host, Liz, and you're listening to Unfiltered. I'm super excited to be sharing this episode with you guys today because this is going to be a story that I have not yet read or heard, so it's going to be a little bit of a surprise for you guys and also for me as well. So I wanted to give you guys a different episode, which I say that a lot. I try to put out different episodes each week. I try to put out something that's not similar to the week before because I want there to be a little bit of something for everyone on here if that makes sense. Whether you like true crime or funny stories or you want to get to know me, I just want to put a little bit out there for everyone because I really want to reach a broad audience if that makes sense. So hopefully you guys are liking my episodes, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode and with that being said we are just going to jump right into it. So like I mentioned before, this story is on Reddit. It was posted about 11 years ago and it says no sleep and it was posted by 1000 vultures and the title of the story is called Footsteps. This is long, so I apologize for that. I've never had to tell this story with enough detail to actually explain it all the way, but it is true and it happened when I was about six years old. In a quiet room, if you press your ear against a pillow, you can hear your heartbeat. As a kid, the muffled rhythmic beats sounded like soft footsteps on a carpeted floor. And so, as a kid, almost every night, just as I was about to drift off to sleep, I would hear these footsteps and I would be ripped back to consciousness, terrified. For my entire childhood, I lived with my mother in a fairly nice neighborhood that was in a transitional phase. People of lower economic means were gradually moving in, and my mother and I were two of those people. We lived in the kind of house you see being transported in two pieces on the interstate, but my mom took good care of it. There were a lot of woods surrounding the neighborhood that I would play in and explore during the the day. But at night, as things often do to a kid, they took on a more sinister feeling. This coupled with the fact that due to the nature of our house, There was a fairly large crawl space underneath, filled my mind with imaginary monsters and inescapable scenarios, which would consume my thoughts when I was awoken by the footsteps. I told my mom about the footsteps, and she said that I was just imagining things. I persisted enough that she blasted my ears with water from a turkey baster once just to placate me, placate me, since I thought that would help. Please don't come at me if I did not pronounce that word right. (laughs) Of course, it didn't help. Despite all the creepiness and footsteps, the only weird thing that ever happened was that every now and then I would wake up on the bottom bunk despite having gone to sleep on the top. But this wasn't really weird since I'd sometimes get up to pee or get something to drink and could remember just going back to sleep on the bottom bunk. This would happen once or twice a week, but waking up on the bottom bunk wasn't too terrifying. But one night, I didn't wake up on the bottom bunk. I had heard the footsteps, but was too far gone to be woken up by them. And when I was awoken, it wasn't wasn't from the sound of the footsteps or a nightmare, but because I was cold, really cold. When I opened my eyes, I saw stars. I was in the woods. I sat up immediately and tried to figure out what was going on. I thought I was dreaming, but that didn't seem right, though neither did me being in the woods. There was a deflated pool float right in front of me, 
one of those ones shaped like a shark. This only added to the surreal feeling, but after a while, it seemed like I was, wasn't going to wake up because I wasn't asleep. I stood up to orient myself, but I didn't, re didn't recognize those woods. I played in the woods by my house all the time, so I knew them really well. But if these weren't the same woods, then how could I get out here? How could I get out? I took a step and felt a shooting pain in my foot, which knocked me back to where I had just been laying. I had stepped on a thorn. By the light of the moon, I could see that they were everywhere. I looked at my other foot, but it was fine. And as a matter of fact, so is the rest of me. I didn't have another scratch on me. I wasn't even dirty. I cried for a little bit, and then I stood back up. I didn't know which way to go, so I just picked a direction. I resisted, to the, ur I resisted the urge to call out since I wasn't sure I wanted to be found by who or what might be out there. I walked for what seemed like hours. I tried to walk in a straight line, but tried to course correct when I had to take detours, but I was a kid and I was afraid. There weren't any howls or screams, and, the only, and only once did I hear any noise that scared me. It sounded like a crying baby. I think now that it was just a cat, but I panicked. I ran veering in different directions to avoid big thicks, big thicks of bushes and collapsed trees. And I was paying close attention to where I stepped because by that point, my foot, my feet were in pretty bad shape. I apologize, you guys. I cannot read. I paid too much attention to where I was stepping and not enough to where those steps were leading because not long after hearing the cry, I saw something that filled me with a kind of despair I haven't experienced since. It was the pool float. It was only 10 feet from where I had woken up. This wasn't magic or some supernatural space bending. I was lost. Up until that moment, I thought more about getting out of the woods than how I got in, but being back at the beginning caused my mind to swim. I wasn't even sure that these were my woods. I had only been hoping that they were. Had I run in a huge circle around that spot or did I just get turned around and start making my way back? How was I going to get out? At the time I thought the North Star was just the brightest star so I looked and found the brightest one and followed it. Eventually things started to look more familiar. When I saw the ditch, a dirt ditch my friends and I would dirt dirt clawed have dirt clawed wars in i knew i had made it out by that point i was walking really slowly because my feet hurt so much but i was so happy to be so close to home that i broke into a light jog when i actually saw the roof of my house over a neighboring lower set house i let out a light sob and ran faster i just wanted to be home i had already decided that i wouldn't say anything because i had no idea what i could possibly say I would get back to the house somehow, clean up, and get in bed. My heart sunk as I rounded the corner, and my house came fully into view. Every light in the house was on. I knew my mom was up, and I knew I would have to explain, or try to explain, where I have been. And I couldn't even figure out where to start. My run became a jog, which became a walk. I saw her silhouette through the blinds, and although I was worried about how to explain things, that didn't matter to me at that point. I walked up the couple steps to my porch and put my hand on the doorknob and turned. Right when I pushed it open, two arms wrapped around me and pulled me back. I screamed as loud as I could, Mom, help me, please, Mom! 
The feeling of being so close to being safe and then being physically pulled away from it filled me with the kind of dread that is, even after all these years, indescribable. The door I had been torn away from opened and a flash of hope shot through my heart, but it wasn't my mom. It was a man and he was enormous. I thrashed around and kicked at the shins of the person holding me while trying to get away from the person who had just came out of the house. I was scared, but I was furious. Let me go. Where is she? Where's my mom? What did you do to her? As my throat stung from screaming and I was drawing in another breath, I became aware of the sound that had been present for longer than I had perceived it. Honey, calm down. I've got you. It sounded like my mom. The arms loosened and set me down. And as a man approaching me blacked out the porch light and his head, I noticed his clothes. He was a cop. I turned to face the voice behind me and saw that it really was my mom and everything was okay. I began to cry and all three of us went inside. I'm so glad you're okay, sweetie. I was worried I'd never see you again. By that point, she was crying too. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I just wanted to come home. I'm sorry. It's okay. Just don't ever do that again. I'm not sure me or my shins could take it. A little laughter broke through my sobs and I smiled a bit. Well, I'm sorry for kicking you, but why'd you grab me like that? I was just afraid that you'd run away again. I was confused. What do you mean? We found your note on your pillow, she said, and pointed at the piece of paper that the police officer was sliding across the table. I picked up the note and read it. It was a running away letter. It said that I was unhappy, never wanted to see her or any of my friends again. The police officer exchanged a few words with my mom on the porch while I stared at the letter. I didn't remember writing a letter. I didn't remember anything about any of this. But even if I sometimes went to the bathroom at night and didn't remember, or even if I could have gone into the woods on my own, even if all that could have been true, the only thing I knew at that point was this isn't how you spell my name. I didn't write this. Oh my god, you guys, that is so creepy. Okay, so that's the end of the story. There is a small um, edit that says, After a conversation with my mother about what happened when I was a kid, I was reminded of something that cannot be, un that cannot be unrelated to this. It answers some questions about this story, but raises other questions that I'm still looking into. It also suggests that much of what I've told about my life since I was a child wasn't true. You can find the new story here. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I clicked on it and it brings you to a whole nother story by the same person. And um, it's called Balloons. So I definitely feel like we should definitely read the second part of this because I don't want to leave you guys on a cliffhanger and I don't want to be on a cliffhanger, but I'm going to put it in a part two because I think it would be so fun to have two different parts and to make you guys wait a couple days to hear the second story. Um, I have no idea if this is part of the story I just read or if this is just a different situation that happened to this person, but I am going to read the second part of this on, on a different episode on the next episode. So if you guys liked this episode and you like this story and you want to hear more and you want to hear the part two, make sure to stick around for part two, which will be posted in a couple days. 
Um, with that being said, this episode is pretty much over. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. I definitely enjoyed reading a story off of Reddit and reading something that I've never read before. It's definitely interesting and fun hearing other people's stories, whether they're true or not. Um, but that one was pretty creepy and I'm very interested and excited to read the part two. I'm excited to find out what happened next. Um, I'm excited to hear more. So with that being said, I love you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast today and listening to me. I know this was a shorter episode, but I hope you guys enjoyed it and I hope that you guys have a great week and I will talk to you guys very soon. Bye guys.